that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfucker, fucker. Five, wait, why you go back to five? It's time for the Dan Fogler 4D Experience second of it yes um but but i feel like for you know you're 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 a black man yes you grew up in the city well where'd you grow up i grew up in galveston galveston texas okay not at all the city well we're we're modern enough i live near houston that's close enough as far as black superheroes go there aren't that many no 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 there you are i'm having a fucking blast but I'm, i'm just thinking man keith <laughs> is the little boy you the little boy like, was very sh- happy the little boy was very happy to see that did you want to go out and grab some black tights and just start <laughs> well, running, I mean, flipping I, off of walls and I always want to do that <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a superhero to do that Dan come on man <laughs> Um, tell me what tell me what your thoughts were. Wow, just in like a and then a, I'll, a I'll, synopsis. And we'll we'll talk back. to Ernie. Ernie Klein is coming on. Everybody, that's uh, Ready Player One uh, author of the novel and the, uh, all around wonderful person. Uh, I get to talk to him in a second, but but I can't I, I can't not talk about Black Panther for just a few seconds. <laughs> that was amazing. It was just amazing. I think I'm going to talk about it later with you when we get off with yeah, it. Yeah, but it was one of those stories that I'm like I'm really glad that that's out there because it's a great example of like look what happens when they let black people get some real money and get some real film energy and get to tell full on stories and you know it's like all right, it's so, just a, just a diversity. Explosion. <laughs> I was excited from it had the every top of my head to the bottom of my feet. It had the action. Yeah. It was cool. Yep. It was funny. Yes. And I wasn't expecting that. I really wasn't. The special effects were pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was lovely to look at. Yeah. Um, we need to get to fucking see it in 4D because let's, let's say, let's, let me tell you something. Uh, that is, that is. Something special here when you go to the movie, and I got there really early, and and it said online to you know just it said online that were there were tickets left for the 40x, but I got there, folks, for the 11 o'clock movie. They got there at like 10:20, and they said it's been sold out since last night through 1 a.m. 40x and 3D, any dimension has been sold out wow. until 1 a.m. I said what? They said, I, I said, oh, my God, that, that doesn't happen. That hasn't happened in a while, huh? When's the last time you thought? Exactly. You saw that happen. And uh, the girl behind the counter was like, no, this is special. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, holy. This will be happening all the time. So I can't. I, we, ha- we didn't get to see it 4D, uh, no. which I'm disappointed. But I'm sitting there in the movie theater in the standard. <laughs> the standard style. <laughs> And still just like it was amazing. But imagining what it would be like in four D just be like, Holy shit, I can't wait to no, see this. In 4D. I, have, I think I'm gonna try to have to go back and see it in four D because we're gonna have to go together. We'll get we'll bring the same crew of guys. Everyone was so excited to see it in four D and uh, you know what though? Good for Marvel. Oh my god, they know how to god damn it. They uh, they are You know, I'm with the Fantastic up. Beasts, I'm with Warner Brothers. And uh, excuse me, pardon me. Marvel's the competition, you know. These guys are the competition over there, but you know what? You can't help but DC make a good movie. I mean, luckily for them, though, they have 
perfected this whole they've like captured the essence of the whole comic book phenomenon in a way that is beyond measure i mean it makes it, i just can't understand like it seems like every other week there's a new superhero movie coming out and then it's huge <laughs> like, but and was this special for you was this special this was special for me because i feel like in the end i it's like it's just a nice piece of um confirmation that you can see these great artists get to do this fantastic kind of special effectsy groovy stuff and and feel like it's like seeing obama you know, it's that same kind of thing. It's like, wow, like this is a moment up here on the, the this is a big moment. screen, you know? Perfect cast. It was amazing. Denied the women career. stole the show. Everyone told me the women were going to steal the show. And, and they, they did. did. Uh, but, I mean, let's just put it out there for the women who do go see the show. Yes, you will be empowered by all of that Denai Guria fabulousness, but you ain't going to be <laughs> mad at Michael B. Jordan without his shirt on <laughs> either, too. How you doing? <laughs> Even though he's got a scar for everyone, he's killed what? in his life. Um, so let's call my buddy let's Ernie. Let's call Ernie. We got him. Hold and on. Then I'll, I'll, then I then I want to talk to you about it sure. after because this is that movie was phenomenal. <coughs> I think we'll be ringing soon. We are ringing soon. Oh my God. Ernie Klein. Ernie Klein. Hello. Ernie Klein. Can you can hear me? Yeah, I can, man. Wonderful, dude. You're How are you doing, man? I like your voice. You ever thought about doing radio? Do you do that? I did radio back in the day before, you know, I saw that it was a dying industry. It's not uh, the podcast. You should have your yeah. own fucking podcast. But, uh, you know, I, that's I think how I ended up writing my Wolfman movie was because uh, uh, I want to be a disc segue. jockey. The, Excellent segue. <laughs> oh, we're, not, we're not recording already, are we? We are, we are man. I should tell you we are. How the hell You're are stealth, you? you? Stealth record? Yeah, I, I kind of did an intro, so I should have told you. I'm sorry. Uh, right, I, I'm. That's cool. It's good to. It's been a while since I talked to you, dude. Lots happened. I know, man. It's. I know. You. We were. Wow. We. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like uh, stratospheric uh, stuff happening in both of our careers. We knew each other like right at the beginning when things started sizzling and. That's where I wanted to talk. I wanted to start with uh, where I met you, which was fanboys. Yeah, dude, I had the uh, meeting you. Uh, I met you and the whole main cast, all the guys at once, in costume, uh, <laughs> on the set. It, it was the craziest way to meet somebody to see them already. I had seen photos of you guys in costume, uh, right, but I had right. not met any of you. You and came I, in so like I, you I came in when like I, halfway through the through the shooting or something. Yeah, you. I when I uh, came for my first visit, I came for a couple visits to the set of fanboys. And my first visit, I drove all the way across the country listening to Star Wars music and listening to Star Wars <laughs> audiobooks and prepping myself because I'm going to the set of my own Star Wars movie wow. that's being shot in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with the permission of Lucasfilm. We're going to shoot scenes of Skywalker Ranch. This wow. is the biggest Star Wars fan film. Yeah. Of all time, I was so primed, and I, you know, these characters are all from Ohio, uh, 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 from my hometown. <laughs> the character that you play was the one that was based on me. That's why the guy's wearing a Rush T-shirt. To oh the my whole. God! I knew, uh, I knew that. So uh, uh, that was that was what was crazy about meeting you, but also meeting all the fanboys at once. So I I follow my directions that Matt Penanciaro gave me to the uh, where you guys were. Uh, leaving base camp that day Yikes. and I park my rental car. I go over and I, he's like, just jump in the van. They'll take you to the set. So I jump in the van yeah. 
and then, and then they hold the van. They're like, hold, hold on, we got the. I guess the cast is ready, and they're coming. And you guys have just come out of makeup. And yeah. The whole cast of fanboys in full costume, uh, and you all jump in the van with me, and none of you have any clue who I am <laughs> or uh, 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 <laughs> what I look like. Uh, uh, and then I, so I just sit there in yeah. shock. You guys probably think I'm a guy bringing food or uh, Where were he's going to lug cable or something. Uh, were uh, we yeah, it was yet? the craziest way to meet characters that you had already, wow. that I kind of had invented, That's already embodied. Insane. Uh, it was. Did it we kind of look dude. like you imagined? Did we? Did we look like you imagined? Dude, it was beautiful. What I couldn't believe is that you had fingerless gloves on somehow, oh, and I had yeah. always envisioned that for the character. Oh yeah. Uh, but never talked to anybody in costumes or so. But there, I, I you know, when I saw that. pictures of you with the vest and the yeah. the rush T-shirt and the the wallet with the chain and the yeah. boots and all of it. And then I always the ask for. Oh, it was I just... always ask for fingerless gloves if I can have. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's how you know it's a good role if you get to wear fingerless gloves. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Well, also, uh, it was, he's the driver. It's so fucking '80s, you know. <laughs> have you seen Hutch cosplay? <clears throat> um, I have. I've seen pictures. I haven't seen anyone uh, in person. I think I'd, my mind would implode or something. <laughs> <laughs> I have. It's beautiful, dude. That's what's, you know, uh, after all the everything we went through. At the end of the day, to yeah. a lot of people, it's just. It's their favorite, one of their favorite movies, and they're yeah. uh, one of their favorite Star Wars movies, and in, like a movie about their love of Star Wars, and they look past all the flaws and all the agony, and it's just a, a, a holds a special place in there. That's the great thing about yeah, people loved it, man. It's, yeah, the uh, the uh, I mean, but you had a crazy trip with it, man. I mean, you have had such a fucking crazy ride. I don't know if people understand. Like two movies, I, you've had a crazy ride. Okay, I've okay, had, I had, on yeah, Broadway. And then, you know, uh, I know, but people, the, uh, they want to hear about you. They want to hear about you for a second. Here, right? <laughs> I mean, but, let, uh, we'll talk about that me later. What's so, that's what was so crazy for the, so you wrote the uh, original really script amazing, for this. talented people and fanboys. Yeah. Uh, we, it, you know, uh, a hundred years from now, it's just going to be another artifact and another weird, uh, you know, <laughs> byproduct of the star Wars yeah. phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, it's but so also cool like a you. unique thing that will never happen now because of Disney owning Star Wars. Like fanboys got made right at the one moment I think it could have gotten uh, made. And uh, yeah, uh, and I, you know, you made a couple movies at that point. How many movies was that for you? Three? That was one of my first, man. I mean, um, yeah, that was. Uh, I, no, it's, I. Kyle came and met me while I was on still on Broadway in the Spelling Bee show. He was like. He saw my headshot and was just like, "Oh my God, you're Hutch, man!" <laughs> and, he was like, and I was just like, you "Okay, yeah. you had a good eye. You were about to explode." I love listeners, listeners. Dan Fogler, when I met him, he was just about primed to explode. Uh, and uh, hot off your Tony Award and everybody, uh, I heard such amazing things about you. And then they all came true when I saw you. You were amazing. You were just stealing every scene you were in, and I loved it. I'm like, ah. Oh. The, it was. Uh, oh, it's in my contract. Yeah. So That's in my contract. I can see. <laughs> Dude, I have, I have alternate cuts of fanboys that I that you need to have. Wait a minute. Uh, that were so much great stuff that you did never even made it into that movie. I know. Someday. I know. Some... Where the fuck is it? <laughs> can you can you put it out on YouTube for God's sake? Someday, someday we'll get control of that from the evil people whose hands in which it lies. We'll do like a stealth mission into their <laughs> vault. We'll seal back our movie someday, and Wait then we'll get the release. Like a real, like a, a an untampered with uh, uh, edit of it. That is a the the sweet fun movie that we 
Holy Men at the Deep. That was, that, but that's what's crazy about my two movie career, Dan. That's like is my own, that's like worst, worst experience ever. The highest hopes, but the worst experience you could ever have with fanboys, and it I just know. never would end. And then, by some miracle, miracle, that frustrates me so much that I never wanted to be a screenwriter ever again. I thought I wanted to be a screenwriter, but now that I see what it is to get a movie made and your right. screenplay produced and what can happen, yeah, they etch a sketch it. I saw I'm your like, original. I saw your original screenplay, and and I, I actually saw just a few scenes with it. I don't, they wouldn't even let me read the entire thing, and I and I was like, let me see, let me see what Ernie did, right? And and uh, <laughs> and there was this this brilliant scene. It's like I think it was the first scene in it, I, and and it was these two guys, and they were talking about who's a better bounty hunter, like Bosk or IG88. And I was like, man, <laughs> this shit is specific. Just and pages of it. That's my first screenplay that I ever wrote or yeah. attempted screenplay, other than Buckaroo Banzai fan fiction. I got to talk to you I'd about that. I'd written some Buckaroo Banzai fan fiction or a spec script, you would say now, but uh, I, I wrote it on spec. But I wrote it because I was a Buckaroo Banzai nerd, and I wanted that Buckaroo Banzai sequel that oh. they never made. So I'd written that, oh. but then I'm like, okay, I wanted to write something like Clerks. You know, like something right. like Slacker or El Mariachi, like a cheap little movie that I could make on my own and try to break into Hollywood that way. And that was, you know, what it was a crazy 10 year process of, of trying to get that movie oh, made. Man. And then it got, you know, when it from the time I wrote it, which was when it was set, like 1998 until 2008, when we got to go to Skywalker Ranch and do the final sound mix. That's the crazy thing, Dan, is I'm I think I am one of the only uh Star Wars fans in history to break into Skywalker Ranch by writing a movie about breaking into You manifested it. Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. I mean, you realize how much you're manifesting. For... You you you're 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 like um Yeah, man. You 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 basically have tapped into a vein where the universe is saying, "You want to work with your heroes? Yes. You want to work with your favorite directors? <laughs> yes." And the universe well, yeah, is just like, go for yeah. it. And well, then, dude, that was, I, but that was I growing up and watch other people. That's why Kevin Smith was so inspiring uh, to me to watch that guy who's clearly like this guy used to work at a video store, you know, like me to get the free rentals just to watch all the movies that you wanted to watch, and clearly like a lover of movies, and then <laughs> uh, uh, to uh, try to make a little movie uh, and see what yeah. would happen. We and love Kevin over was... here, man. He like legitimized this whole thing, man. He fucking <laughs> he, he got us in touch with the 40X people, and they became our sponsor. And it's like he, he's oh yeah, he's, he's so the cool. podcast king, man. Oh yeah, he was yeah. Uh, did you, you ever been ever on his show? The... Have you been on his show? I have not. He at some point mentioned me being on Fat Man on Batman, uh, but I have not been. I don't get out to L.A. I'm not out there all the time. So sometime when I'm out there. Yeah, you got uh, well. You will. Uh, I mean, you'll be I, making the rounds for your the humongous yeah, movie coming out. Uh, I'm gonna be doing. <laughs> you'll be junkets. talking about this forever. You've done that. You have done like I. That's the thing. You was, were like a slowly worked your way up to crazy big movie studio movie all day foreign press junkets and uh, slowly but uh, surely. I was going to tell you, I was just in Japan Whoa. Uh, uh, doing a day of uh, a couple days of promotion on Ready Player One, and yeah. I uh, got to hang out with all the same uh, ladies who were with you when you were down there when the earthquake happened. Which um, ladies? Uh, yeah, all the same uh, press uh, people. Oh. Yeah, you, Did I make uh, an impression on them? They were lovely. They were amaz amazing people. Those translators, isn't that crazy to have people translating you on the fly while you're... 
But to uh, but it, it was uh, their it language was a, is so such a lovely dance of like song and emotion and sound and they're feeling it as they go along and <laughs> and, and they, you know I, what I mean it, you know what I mean would you, yeah dude I have like grown, you feel I like they're really interpreting you feel like they're really interpreting what you're saying yes yeah uh, it's true uh, and well and when I'm talking too it's all mixed in with <laughs> references Gundam RX seventy eight oh. You know, Star Blazers and Macross, and they're uh, so uh, all the English, all the anime and uh, references that I make. You know, those those are just translated the, the, the same. Uh, it are was you, uh, uh, crazy to nerd out with Japanese nerds. <laughs> are you? you know, are you? Uh, okay, I gotta. T- I've gotta ask you this other question later. I'm gonna just no, make a you note ask of it. me now. We can jump around. No, it's fine. I'll. I like segues. All right. <laughs> well, uh, uh, but. Um, yeah, so uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about my two movie career and how I had the worst. Well, I want to talk to you. Well, I know. Spot. I mean, you had such a roller coaster here. So the the thing with the thing with fanboys is that you wrote that script and then it just got etch a sketched and they they brought Adam Goldberg in, who has become such a great guy, and that's the that's in my life that has that that's the other guy I wear fingerless gloves He's for. A, I know you're a, you're part of the Goldbergs. Family. Yes, Parker, He's an awesome yeah. dude, and that was the thing. Like so many Dom. Had to fall so for fanboys to get and then made, we, and, and then Adam the, and, then the, and Kyle. Like a... No, well, it's just that's a, a fanboys. I don't think ever would have gotten made in the way that it did at the level of it did if it wasn't for Kyle, who's the as you know right. the biggest Star Wars fan in the world. Yes, you know, Who like Star, Kyle, Kyle Newman might be the biggest Star Wars fan in the <laughs> yeah probably. In, in, he like uh, uh, I never thought anybody could love it more than me, but that dude. That dude does. That dude will defend episode one to you all day long. And then, and then <laughs> yeah, starts to convince you, maybe, you're yeah. wrong. You need to watch it again. And then uh, he, uh, you know, uh, a... uh, that's what I love about Kyle. And then but he, like but a... if it wasn't for Kyle, and then Kyle and Adam went to school together. And uh, uh, and Adam, you know, obviously destined for nerd greatness. Uh, so somehow, like, just th- those dominoes falling. And Adam did what I never would have been able to do, which was deal directly with the... the the demon cluster that was producing the oh god the movie right. that's a good like, way of saying that like you know whose na- <laughs> those whose names will never be spoken um they <laughs> uh, uh were the worst people in the world and i never could have dealt with them directly i never could have dealt with all the well stuff i mean that you know what do you how do you feel oh, about god. the whole darth weinstein of it all i mean you're 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 you basically set the fucking you know everything in motion the Rube Goldberg device in motion. And now you're sitting back and you're <laughs> you, <laughs> you're watching this thing. The yeah. fans, it's I, I love how the fans took over there. Dude, I think that's the only time that might be the only time that anybody ever took down Darth Weinstein. Like he, well, he made cuts. Recently, he made I mean, cuts like in the past. The yeah. Well, I, but I mean, yeah. Anybody ever took him down uh, in the movie world and and yeah. a movie that he was producing had it have. An ending that he didn't want, Ooh. like uh, I mean, that was uh, as thing, a result man. of outside pressure. I don't know if that ever happened to him. Like he made cuts to to Martin Scorsese's movies without his, wow. you know. Uh, and and Guillermo del Toro will tell you horror stories about. Yeah. So it's a miracle that that movie has the ending that it does. That we originally it made no intended. sense without with what the, they were cutting the heart out of it, man. And, right. and they, they were cutting hired, his sickness oh, out did, of it. You know, you were there. They hired a guy who didn't know who Boba Fett was <laughs> to come in the whole. That was upsetting, man. Corey told me that. Corey, who, you know, uh, Lorenzen also works on the Goldbergs. I remember Star when he Wars. told me that. He's like, he had that Boba Fett statue. So, so excuse me, listeners. These, so this guy comes in to shoot new 
uh, scenes for fanboys to change the ending so that the you know one of the uh, main char- the whole the whole plot is would, would have been different. So, uh, Linus wouldn't be dying, right. uh, and they would just want to go on this trip. We were just, just to go on. We were just like wanted- fun dudes who love Star yeah, Wars and destroying people's property for no reason because we want to see it early. We have no respect for property, so it goes from. You know, these friends, this group of friends uh, doing something noble uh, for their, you know, uh, dying childhood friend to just a bunch of uh, uh, assholes uh, driving across the country to break and enter for no, for no reason. And they actually shot uh, these scenes uh, and uh, test screened a cut of the movie like this. So we yeah. all had a I remember sitting in a room with Adam and Kyle and uh, 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 watching this atrocity. Uh, and when and knowing that, that the original, the knowing that the original or, or or the the first cut, knowing that that got like a fucking standing ovation at like a Star Wars festival, and I video, I have video of it that Kyle sent me of the yeah. Star Wars celebration in London. They gave it a standing ovation. Dude, you remember that night at Star Wars celebration in Los Angeles on the? I want to say it was like the the twenty fifth anniversary of it was like two thousand seven. Yeah, when we first got to see scenes of fanboys. Right. Uh, the whole movie wasn't cut together, but we got to see select scenes at a Star Wars at Star Wars Celebration in Los Angeles. Do you remember this? No. I mean, uh, we, oh, 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 right. We showed like uh, a couple scenes in front of the audience, and and they they loved it, man. They fucking went they nuts. They lost their minds. The van they, scene, we, you know, we, when we our, it was the highest my hopes ever were, dude. I thought they were gonna. Oh, yeah. uh, and if they had gotten that, you know, the movie as we intended, if they had hardly, <laughs> if he had just let it go, and you know, let Kyle release his movie that year, and we could have made it for the 25th anniversary of yeah, that's insane, or the 30th anniversary of Star Wars, right? Because we were gonna release it in 2000. Seven people. So that would have been I think people will say we'll look back twenty five years from now and say that maybe that Darth Weinstein moment was the beginning of the unraveling of of Weinstein. <laughs> maybe I did you. I remember hearing there was a story on. He's just uh, all maybe the, maybe the, maybe the audiences are right. Maybe I don't know what the fuck. I'm, maybe maybe I, <laughs> the fuck am I talking about? And then, and then that's it. He just goes down the I rabbit hole. Knows. But I know that I heard that he got he got off a plane in China. He was going to scout movie locations or make business deal to show movie uh, uh, in Hong Kong, I think. And he got off the plane, yeah. and this ambassador came to meet him wearing a "Stop Darth Weinstein" Stop T-shirt it. Stop it. that somebody had given him. Oh my god! Uh, as a joke, and he didn't know what what it meant. But like Harvey was just lost his mind and was furious oh that this god. had spread to the point where people in other countries were wearing oh Stop Darth Weinstein. my god. T-shirts, it's just beautiful. Holy uh, uh, Because he messed with Star Wars. That's the lesson you don't that fuck with Star some people Wars. have to learn. You don't mess with Star Wars or Star Wars fandom, uh, you know, too much. It's an angry... Or back then. Now you can't. Now it's become this un... So now, <laughs> now, it's, now the situation is Trigger Street is out, Weinstein's out, basically, and now it's got the... The rights are up for grabs in a fucking bank somewhere, and I want to ask you. I think that uh, if they can is get that, a, if, if they the can get is? that's yeah. the first time hearing of this. I didn't know that they had put yeah. them up for. Oh yeah, man. I think yeah. Oh yeah. I think everything. Well, got... Nobody told me this. I'm looking into this. Look, please do because I think that if we all join forces on this, we can make. A fanboys too that would be spectacular. And oh my we, God. Well, first we could release like a special edition, a director's cut, uh, oh uh, Kyle's real cut because oh uh, that was never word. really seen except by just a few of us. Oh my uh, and you could 
dude, I have this idea for a special edition opening shot of fanboys mm-hmm. uh, that uh, uh, I remember Kyle and I talking to Kyle about this, and we we could never do it because it was too expensive. But um, on uh, you know how the movie opens on Halloween night in 1998. Yes. Uh, there happened to be a space shuttle in orbit. A uh, space shuttle mission was going on uh, that night. So that opening shot where you pan down from the moon yeah. and there's no spaceship, uh, we could totally do a different version of that opening shot Holy that is shit. more like the opening of A New Hope, oh my God. Uh, but do it with the space shuttle oh flying over because uh, the space shuttle was up there on October 31st. And so I have this, we could uh, do a much better version of that opening. That's one of my special edition dreams for fanboys. Dude, uh, I think we can uh, make it happen. A new opening shot with the space shuttle standing in for the Star Destroyer. Uh, and we could get the John Williams music over those opening titles, and we could just have done it so much better if uh, they pissed off Rush, too. No way. Uh, uh, I remember fighting over music. They wanted to use Closer to the Heart over the end credits, right. and Rush wanted more money because first position end credits, you get more money, and uh, they, uh, the Weinstein company, uh, balked at that and they were already giving them like two or three rush songs, super, uh, super cheap. And I just remember being mortified. I'm like, Oh great. Now my heroes, the gods of the North rush are, uh, <laughs> going to have a bad memory of the fanboys as well. Luckily I corrected that in ready player one. There's a great rush tribute in ready player one and, awesome. and I've made it up to the guys. Uh, in in Rush, you know what I remember about you in the Rush T-shirt is right after that you shortly after that you did Balls of Fury, yeah, uh, and had a Death Leopard, Leopard. Shirt on through the whole movie, and yeah. I'm being pissed off. I'm like this this character is too much Hutch. There's too much Hutch in this guy. What's uh, he gonna but, wear? Uh, Where's he gonna wear a hairband on his shirt in every movie he does? <laughs> it was almost Journey. That's the thing. It was almost Journey, uh, dude. You know you the story. Journey. Yeah. Fucking Kyle was just like. Hey man, it's gonna be Journey. So I was just like, awesome! I'm gonna learn every single Journey fucking song. <laughs> I learned every the wheel in the sky keeps on turning. I fucking do every fucking line of that fucking song. I think Journey wanted too much money, and yes. then so, and then and like the day of, of we're going to shoot, he's just like, oh, by the way, it's Rush. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, what? Rush forced on you. I bet you have Rush fans coming up to you all the time. All like, the time. Hutch. So were you really All a Rush fan? <laughs> Do you get that? All the time. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm sorry. You, it is I beautiful. hope you like I hope you've grown to love Rush. I uh Oh my god, know. I do love Rush. Yeah. Of oh, course. The... I got deep into them. Dude, when we got to use uh <laughs> Tom Sawyer, that was what was crazy about yeah. them uh choosing Tom Sawyer over the first Ready Player One teaser. Yeah. At the end, I'm like, uh, you know what well, I, I I hate to tell you guys, we already used Tom Sawyer in my first movie, uh, uh, Fuck yeah. uh, Needle Drop in Fanboys, but that's okay. Nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody's going to remember that. But that was what was crazy about my first, the first big teaser uh, using Tom Sawyer, too. It, uh, once again, that's your all roads through lead line, back man. to Fanboys. That's your yeah. through line. I love it. It's beautiful, man. Rock and roll, man. It's fucking beautiful. I am so... Excited. Uh, uh, now, do, Def Leppard, do Def Leppard fans also come up to you and do that? Def Leppard fans? Yeah, there's a lot of ping pong fans uh, and Def Leppard fans who come up to me and ask, they give me a blank paddle. And they say, can you sign this like Randy Daytona and write Def Leppard? I get that all the time. There's a lot of those out there, folks. A lot of those. Dude, it's beautiful. That's the thing that 
people don't realize uh, about when you make a movie. And sometimes you don't realize it too. But that, and, and the movie, you have your own unique experience with the movie and the reviews and the press and the release and the reshoots and all of that. And then Ugh. the movie goes out into the world and uh, people find it or encounter it without any of that baggage, never heard of it, don't know anything about it. And then it ends up like being this uh, uh, moving piece of art for them that becomes like a part of their lives or something they watch every year. Uh, and you made a bunch of movies like that where uh, 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 and doing television has got to be even stranger where you're like a recurring character yeah, that's in people, some uh, yeah, you know, a new character in somebody's too. living room every week um, uh, and a part of their lives that way. But but movies like a movie uh, like Balls of Fury, which is a movie that a lot of people watch over and over. A lot of people are going to be quoting that movie probably to you <laughs> for the rest of your life, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, but that's what's beautiful about it. A uh, lot of good uh, intentions went into that movie. movie. Dude, you and, <laughs> and I love you doing, you know what I love about Balls of Fury is you doing Christopher Walken impressions oh, on their junket. For the rest for of my life. Balls of Fury, <laughs> just shamelessly. I mean, I got to like hang out with the man. He was my hero. I mean, you and I have had situations where we've got to hung, hang out with our heroes. And, and so I'm just, I, 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 man, I was fresh off of fucking Broadway hanging out with Christopher Walken, who is like, an amazing fucking not only theater person but film film person but also theater person and like just just having so much to talk about with him oh you just won a tony award wow you know just be like like holy shit and having those conversations with him and then just just like just asking just t asking him shit just to hear him speak you know just oh, to perfect my goddamn you, impression you grow up watching somebody uh, and you know their voice and you see them in a million interviews uh, yeah. uh, or in roles and then you feel like you know them a little bit. That's the weird thing oh my God. Uh, about fame and being an actor is people feel like they walk up to you feeling like they know you uh, even though they never met you and you, you know, they don't. Uh, they would just it's natural to assume that that familiarity goes <laughs> two ways like i know this guy so well uh it's a it's a weird i thought uh, i knew you well thing. i thought i knew you well ernie but guess what i'm gonna hit you with something right now and you better perform slam right. poetry go oh do you see i'll tell you Slam Poetry was really great for Come me. Come on, uh, Slam Poetry, uh, go. Uh, <laughs> slam Poetry was really, uh, uh, if people do that to me at book signings, they get the same thing. They get a big, a big fat no. Did I, I used to, but this isn't a book signing. I used to have it memorized, but that was like, I stopped doing oh, okay. that right around the turn of the century. Will you freestyle uh, for me? Uh, but it was, it was really good for me uh, as a, uh, starting out as a writer. I did yeah. stand up comedy for a while, tried that too, and improv, and was not a good actor or, did, uh, uh, Dude, let me uh, tell you something. People are going to research you now. They're going to see slam poetry, and they're going to watch you to fucking step yeah. up and just no, be no, all you can find it on my website, sparkling all... in the night, yeah. feeling it all right. That's I love feeling it. You know, <laughs> dude, I, that was just improv right there. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> well, my slam stuff is all... Written in the '90s, written in the previous well, century. That's perfect. And I don't know how much of it, I don't know how well it's aged. A lot of it, uh, but <sighs> I'm proud of it. Uh, you know, uh, it's of its time, and it was like that was You're my first. Find yourself of... on Jimmy Fallon, and he's gonna say, "By the way, yeah, slam poetry, slam poetry." Yeah, I'll, I'll never. That's why they'll never put me on Fallon. I would just You're fold like, my no. arms and say, "No, no, no slam poetry." I'm doing <laughs> not going with that. That's uh, funny too. Some... <laughs> it's all. It's like. When people do that to you, like here, do a do <laughs> do a few no, lines. I expect people to like, do that. I expect people to do that to me, and so that's why I'm ready with sparkling in the night, flowing just <laughs> right in my titties. Yeah, well, the, the, 
It's the difference between actors and writers. I don't have to. Yeah, exactly. I'm so that's why I'm just like, that's why I'm just like, dude, if you were able to just whip that out. That way, that sounds crazy. If you were able to just start <laughs> slamming poetry at people out of nowhere, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, it's feel... all, but it's like all, you know, it's all kind of cynical, <laughs> nihilistic, uh, 90s uh, spoken word uh, stuff written before I became a dad or uh, a okay. husband. I got you. And, uh, you know, my writing is different. Now. You know how that much that changes you and your worldview. And I just. Uh, would feel uh, silly even reciting any of that I'm stuff. Saying but you should do, I, but I'm for, saying you uh, should do new shit, like now. I should uh, I should go like Shatner and just do a whole spoken oh, word uh, record. I would love would you, that. Would you appear on it in a guest track? Doing I, my own Shatner side by side with you. <laughs> Wait, would <laughs> you be doing Rocket Shatner? Man? You could just do Rocket Man with... with Rocket uh, Man. Nice. <laughs> 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 yeah. Did you... I remember when we were again on the set of Fanboys with Shatner. I never met him. Uh, I never met great him. Day that was. Just seeing Shatner line up for breakfast, you know, at the, at the breakfast line outside with oh everybody. Oh my God. Else. And the line would just be going on forever. And he'd, he'd be like, come on, Shatner. And he'd be like, I'll have some more uh, grits, uh, please. Yeah, just our big, one of our big stars, him and Carrie Fisher, uh, each oh, doing a day. God bless uh, her. Or two on the—it's uh, just a miracle. That she we got was to... like an uncaged animal. That's that's my memory of what the lovely Carrie Fisher. I love her. I love her, but yeah. I, I had this unfeeling around her where I was like, at any minute she might bite my arm or something. I know. She, yeah, she was. She was we, a genius. Got that interesting. Uh, I'm, time. I, you, you know, know I'm looking I, at her I, going, I oh my that. god, that's, I'm going to look at her going, oh my god, that's, that's Princess Leia, I am in the vicinity of Princess Leia right now, you know, and, and we are deep in the fucking fanboys world, and I'm just like fanboying so hard, but thank god I didn't have any lines at all, I was just sitting there going, oh my god, it's Princess <laughs> Leia, and then, and I just remember looking over, just holding her in such like a, my god, she, and then seeing, right, this is a this is a woman that has grown up in the theater and has done films her entire life and has just been on sets her whole life. And I look over and she's just like on the floor in her hospital gear, just eating Fruit Loops off of her chest. She's just all, <laughs> when's the next shot? <laughs> Chilling like a villain. I love her. Uh, I love it. God rest I, her soul. You know, I not have any of, I'm a big fan of her as a novelist, too. I would not... I was not on the set then. They probably knew better. We don't want Ernie around when Princess Leia is here, you know, or well, Lando. Because you'd, fr- you'd keep him, oh, keep him clear. Lando <laughs> was the be best. Possessed. You didn't meet Lando. You uh, didn't... I met Lando at a Star Wars convention. Uh, uh, <laughs> Billy later D, on. man. Uh, Billy but D I heard was Lando stories from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell the story <laughs> after I stop coughing <laughs> from smoking my pen. Story. <laughs> Lando. Okay, people, we're st- all standing here. It's all a bunch of guys, all the guys from the cast for Fanboys, and Kristen, Kristen Bell, right? She's standing there. She's the only girl in the cast, basically. So we're all sitting there, like, geeking out. Oh, my God, Land, you know, Billy D's on. Billy D's going to show up today. So here he comes. The, the limo pulls up. Here he comes. He's Look, he's got a suit. He's got the scarf on. He's got, you know, and he's got his, like, cane, and he walks out. He's so slick. And we're all standing around just waiting to greet him. And he starts shaking everybody's hand. All the guys were walking there, hey, hey, you know, and he's just all, hi, how you doing? Yeah, nice and, yeah, yeah, good to see you again, mm, fine, yeah, no, it's good to be here. And he gets to Krista Bell and he goes, well, 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 what do we have here? And he fucking walks off with her 
And everyone's just applauding. I was like, how the fuck? Is that, I was like, did he plan that? Did he fucking yeah. plan that? Yeah, he had that plan. It's probably as soon as he, like, peeked out of the jet. And he's like, oh. is there a girl, at least one girl out there? He's like, it's, it's uh, fucking yeah. perfect. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was, like, Hello, such a... What have we and you recite that line in the movie. The, oh, do I say that to her? Who do I say that to? Uh, uh, at some well, point, you're well, like, well, uh, no, I say that to here? Sam oh, it's the map. It's when he unfolds the map uh, oh. to show you the. Uh, they come into the. Uh, uh, Butler comes to the comic book shop to yeah. show you the map uh, to Skywalker Ranch, and as you're unfolding it, you say, "What have we here? What have we? Yeah. Well, here. Couple... But there's also another homage to that when we first see Butler. He walk. <laughs> Wait, let's geek out for a second. When he walks up. And yeah, I see him, and I and you got a lot of nerve, and then it's the <laughs> hug, and the, I've missed you so goddamn much. Um, pouring beer on his leg, so, uh, <laughs> um, dude, I that, you know, that movie, that movie was really special for me. It fucking it changed it changed a lot of stuff for me, um, and um, and you know, just like. It put me in a in a. It, it gave me a playground where I became a kid again. I I, be, I was like, oh my god, I really I really got in touch with my my inner you know a high school kid that grew up in the eighties and nineties oh. again. And and like I think a lot of the guys like definitely Jay Baruchel. Like I like at that point I was out of college. I had sold a, like comic books and my Star Wars collection and shit like that to pay rent. Like, it was the kind of thing where I was just like, I'm selling, I'm selling off my childhood just to fucking... <laughs> and then this movie comes along, puts a little money in our pocket, and we're like, holy fuck, we're allowed to go and, like, buy posters and comic books and toys, and I, we're supposed were to? Sword, you guys were buying weapons and airsoft guns? You guys <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Jay yeah. about... Uh, uh, Jay came on the show. Get paid to, to get paid to... to to make a movie about all the stuff that you love, uh, did you uh, and have get a... to celebrate it, and to get to make it with Princess Leia and Lando oh and Darth God. Maul and oh you know Greatest American Hero showing up to the set, it was nuts. <laughs> Yo, he didn't even make it into the movie. He didn't even make it into the movie. Greatest Believe American it Hero. or not. Yeah, he got replaced yeah. by Danny McBride, unfortunately. I right. mean, Danny uh, was fine. And it was going to be Mark Hamill. That was going to be that was the part that they wrote for Mark Hamill. Right. And Mark Hamill wanted the Weinstein Company to make a deal for uh, a movie that he wanted to make. I think an adaptation of the Black Pearl, his comic book, Whoa. superhero. And they wouldn't do it. Uh, uh, and he's like, "Well, I'm not going to do a cameo in your stupid Star Wars movie then." And uh, they wouldn't uh, make a deal. So that's why we don't have Luke Skywalker. In fanboys, Crazy. and then they got out the greatest American hero and replaced him with Danny McBride, uh, and that was the the guy who did that was the guy who didn't know who Boba Fett was, by the way. Well, the greatest who American hero, the greatest American Pardon? hero was also up for the part. What's the, we don't know his name. I used to watch him. I used to love that show growing up, but he was up for the part of Luke Skywalker. People, not a lot of people. Know oh him. yeah, that was the other cool thing. So that was the inside baseball. Inside, joke. inside, inside. Yeah. It just imploded. Mark Hamill. So we got the other another guy <laughs> auditioned for that. And didn't get it, and then we cut him out of our. Movie. That's so insider. Uh, but there's, uh, we got greatest American hero uh, references uh, in Ready Player One. There's Ready Player. There's a greatest American hero logos like on uh, the main character's uh, uh, VR uh, headset, which makes me happy. And I think also on um, uh, Kenita's bike from Akira is in the movie, and it has different uh, decals on it. It's got greatest American hero uh, decal on it, which makes me. Makes me happy because I too love that show, and they're just—I just heard that they're rebooting it uh, as a TV series with a female lead, which well, is awesome. 
They are? Dude, that was just announced this week. Uh, and what's crazy is it's not the first time they did this. They actually made a pilot for the greatest American hero. Oh, my God. Greatest American heroine. With the alien uh, outfit. With cat in it. Yeah, with the aliens and everything and the original suit. But the pilot never got made. But there Funky. was a female greatest American hero pilot made back in the, I want to say, the early aughts. Or maybe it was the late 90s. Whoa. Uh, anyway, greatest American hero is coming back. I it it could be great. That could be a great. It was Lyndall Hamilton. It was Lyndall Hamilton. Linda Hamilton just making a slight foray into television. <laughs> She's coming back to do Sarah Connor again. How awesome is that? I know that's fucking awesome. Dude, I love it's that. It's crazy to me that like, how old are we? I know everything that we grew up on, all the toys, all the comic books, all the things that we loved that we stayed up late watching, and our parents were like, "Go to sleep." That's we were like, "No, bitch, we're doing homework." <laughs> Right? Because every all, everything, it's just a gold mine now. Did you see Black Panther? I just saw it last night. Yes, so good, so good. And oh. there's a trailer for my movie beforehand. You know what's, what? You no, know what's great is watching a movie you're dying to see, and then there's a the trailer for your own movie playing before. That was a wonderful Pretty segue. Good. Yes. No, but it was. Uh, 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 and also, dude, I had the best night last night when I went what? to see Black Panther because yeah. the movie's amazing. But also, they play the trailer for Ready Player One, and I get to curate a whole month of movies at the Alamo Draft House for Stop the month it. of March. They let me pick a bunch of movies that helped inspire Ready Player oh. One, and they ran a trailer for that. Have you ever been to the? You've been to the Alamo Draft oh, House? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They have they one out in here way. in Brooklyn, but I, I, I oh, went. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's, uh, that's well, you great. You can get to see my movies that I helped uh, curate during March. They'll be screening at the Alamo out there. They're going to show. No way. Say Anything, Real Genius, uh, War it. Games, Back to the Future, The Road Warrior. Oh, my God. Uh, and uh, uh, maybe, I think, Temple of Doom. Oh, my God. Uh, and also The Last Starfighter. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my Intros God. recorded in my garage. They came and we recorded garage, uh, in my I think DeLorean. Marty! Marty! We, I have not. I think I just, I think I just heard all of those movies, and I fell off my chair, and I hit my head, and suddenly that's when I had the idea for the first capacitor. Oh, there it is, dude. I, I need a picture of you uh, in my DeLorean. That's what I don't have. I need okay, you. Okay, so what do you have? You have a DeLorean. Describe this DeLorean to the to the listeners. Uh, it's gonna be, you know, well maybe if you uh, are. You're Warner Brothers stable actor. I bet you'll uh, uh, come to the Ready Player One premiere, and my DeLorean is going to be there, so uh, uh, we can get pictures of it there. Are you going to be in in uh, L.A.? I will come on one condition. Okay, what? That I am in the movie Armada. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know? Okay, you Fingers heard it here, folks. That's set up at Universal. Have you ever done work at Universal? This is fucking legitimate. Yeah, I've done a couple movies with them. Okay, hold on, right, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. I got I'm shitting my pants a little. Really? Well, I, I'm the writer, dude. You know how much power I have. You can you can play this podcast for the casting director once the movie. Oh my god. Gets going, and they'll be like, "Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't carry any weight with us." With the novelist slash screenwriter said, but uh, yeah, you know, well, uh, you know, Dan Farrow. I'm gonna cut that part it, out of the. I'm going to cut that part in the edit. I bet Farrah and I can hook you up. (laughs) Holy shenanigans. That would be incredible. That that would be... Okay. Hold on. I I didn't poop my pants. It was just slight... A shart. It was just a shart. It was just a slight thing. TMI. I'm Uh, sorry. I can cut that out, too. Okay, so so here's the thing, man. (laughs) 
uh, I here's the thing. You are this. I've said it already. You're this manifester. So here you are. You wrote the original thing for fanboys, the original script for fanboys, and basically, you have all of this. That's the blueprint. You have. I mean, this is what I'm the story, the, the narrative I'm writing right now. That's the <laughs> blueprint for 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 the uh, documentary about you in the future that goes to Sundance. That was the moment where you said where okay so i obviously have all this information about pop culture up to like for, like i have a whole dimension yeah. in my mind filled with yes. this stuff it's spilling out they're just pop cultures and then you write everywhere. ready player one the novel right and when you yeah. when you wrote that did it come spilling out of you did you know how long have you been working on uh, it? well you know it was uh it was an idea that i had of like what if willy wonka was a video game designer and held his golden ticket contest inside like a virtual reality video game uh, right. because I grew up playing old Atari games that had Easter eggs and secret rooms and stuff hidden in them. And I love that idea as the vehicle. But also, yeah, like, I don't know if I finished that story, but like Ready Player One was written out of frustration because of fanboys. I decided to try to write a novel. That's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, and it was, uh, I'm like, well, you know, they're never going to let me nerd out. They're always going to tone down my nerdy dialogue and my nerdy characters so i'm gonna wow. write a novel where i can just geek out directly to the reader and right. drill down as deep into geek culture as i want and not have to worry about budget or producers or licensing especially that was the other thing like once i knew i wanted to mash up all of pop culture and pay you know uh, a tribute to all the different things in pop culture that i love inside this virtual world uh i knew that you could never license all of that for for a movie, so I assumed it could never be a movie, and and Crazy. that was freeing to me as novelist. I'm like, I'll just do anything ah. uh, I can imagine, and so I did. And you did it for the love uh, of the game. You did it for yes. just the love of it. Uh, that's why the universe said. That's why the universe saw what you did and said, "Ah, sweet boy, this can be <laughs> uh, something maybe. wonderful." Uh, I, mean, I don't know. The you, you, the universe is a. We uh, will uh, make it a film. <laughs> it does but, that uh, as soon as you're just like, no, 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 no. You know what? It, it, it's too it's it's too crazy for that. It's too big for that. I'm just gonna focus on making this. And as soon as you, I'm I'm serious, man. That's the thing. That's the key. When the universe goes, yes. When you're just creating. Well, yeah. When you're just creating. Be, be, yes. Be well. What is it? Be be bold, and powerful forces will come to your aid. And that is what has happened to me. Like if you are. Just like, I'm going to write whatever story I want, you know, and it could never be a movie. And then the one guy who could make it into a movie who has the power. Like, You're... the example uh, I would always use was, like— Who uh, changed if, your whole if, childhood, probably, right? Yeah. Oh, well, like— Like he did everybody else's. Dude, the main character in Ready Player One drives a DeLorean, and, and he carries a Grail diary— uh, like the one from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like it would have been a whole different book if I hadn't grown up on Steven Spielberg movies. It was really, and I told Steven this myself, like it was him and George Lucas. That was what's crazy about my two movies, Fanboys and Ready Player One. Like I, you know, my two great loves is George Lucas and Steven Spielberg movies. And I get to make a movie, you know, George Lucas not directly involved. He would say yes to stuff that we would ask for, right, on Fanboys. And he let us shoot at Skywalker Ranch, and we got to do the sound mix there. And he let us use Star Wars. So all of that, like, meant for me, like, getting to make a movie with George Lucas, you know, or with his permission, and he's letting us use Star Wars. Right, so, so you knew it was to, possible. You knew it was possible. Yeah, to get that, you know, to get to uh, invade Skywalker Ranch for real and be <laughs> and make a movie at the place where they, you know, finish – Making all the Star Wars movies, it was uh, 
uh, a powerful experience, but also a disheartening one because, you know, uh, after all this amazing stuff happened and all, uh, and all the love, you know, and Star Wars geek love that we put into the movie to have it, you know, mishandled the way that it was. Uh, but that's what's beautiful now. Even in a form that we finally landed on, it still brings people joy. And uh, there's people hanging out watching fanboys right now. Yes, they uh, are, man. Uh, uh, laughing themselves silly at like uh, you putting like lunch meat on a toilet seat. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, I've been at some cons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been at some cons all over the world. Some comic cons all over the world, and they 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 you know they always have um, a vest from a DVD of fanboys for me to sign. Everyone, you know, Star Wars Star Wars is is global. It's it's just. Everybody. Yeah, it's so is and Harry Potter movie, and that's the one movie ever made about being a Star Wars fan and and what it means to be, you know, grow up as part of a group of Star Wars fans and share that love with your friend, your friends and the way that it bonds you to together. That's what Ready Player One is about, too. You know, that's what I love about that. The being a part of the community of people who love the things that we love. You know, it's like a a a. a it's like a secret organization. Yeah, the, I was in the, the. I was. I go to uh, today's. Today's. Uh, oh no, no, it's Friday. But uh, it was. I usually go to Forbidden Planet on you know New Comic Book Day on Wednesdays, and and uh, there's a guy that that is uh, cool. He helps me out find stuff there, and I was I was there today, and I because I had some time to kill because I went to fucking. The Black Panther, that was, the show I wanted to go to, was sold out till one a.m. I was like, "Fuck!" Oh. So I was, that's like amazing. So I go to um, Forbidden Planet for a little bit, and I hear this this guy that, that helps me out there. He's just had this amazing uh, nerd rant. It was just so wonderful. He was just like, there, he was talking to this other guy, and he was just like, he was like, "Yeah, man, comic books are cool." He's like, I love my job. I love being here. And the other guy was just like, yeah, you like being here with all the nerds coming and looking for guys. He's like, man, nerds is a wide web now, man. He's like, everyone's a nerd. And then we're looking back at all the, we're the cool kids now. And we're looking back at all the cool kids that were fucking with us back in high school. We're grabbing them by the lapels and said, look up at that screen, man. I'm the cool kid now. At this whole fucking monologue. Yeah. I love that. It's 2018. Time to upgrade your movie watching experience. Check out 40X today and get into the action. Stretch your senses beyond the screen. 40X is an immersive full sensory theater experience. Equipped with wind, fog, rain, scents, and a ton of effects to bring you into the story. Feel the force vibrate with every lightsaber duel. Feel the wind rip through a train heist! And every twist and turn on the high-speed chase! Yeah! 40X has theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and many more slated to open in a 40X theater near you soon! 40X USA on Facebook! Well, that's good that the comic book geeks everywhere have been empowered. They should be, man. It's like it's everywhere. Uh, uh, it's unstoppable. It's like uh, our it's uh, like our econ- our full economy is based on Marvel movies <laughs> and fucking and they're so good, dude. Warner Brothers movies. Dude, I can't and... get enough. Show me. I still need to see fifty new iterations of Iron Man's suit, including the nanobites that come out of his arms. Like oh. I I can't get enough. Like, nanobites. They keep making Marvel movies. 
Phase Ten. How did I'm you feel there. about the, as an old man? How did in you my feel VR about the Nanites? IMAX theater? I'm gonna be love, uh, loving it. How did you feel it's about the Star Wars movies, dude? Are you not excited about Han Solo? Doesn't that get your? <laughs> That's the other fucking preview that I saw. Holy shenanigans! Oh, I am dude. excited. I am, you know, because you're looking on, you're looking at him, and you're just like, is he gonna fucking perform? Is he gonna live up to fucking Harrison? And there was that one moment he looked behind, and he was just like, I thought we were gonna die there for a second, you know. And I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm fine, and I think I'm gonna, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for that. It was like that. We're all fine here now. How are you? <laughs> that like that? Yes. He like caught that uh, bit, and man, you could tell Childish Gambino is going to be amazing as Lando. He looks so oh. uh, great. Uh, but even like, I'm excited about Ron Howard. Ron Howard wouldn't have been a, a bad choice from the beginning. You know, uh, yeah. he's uh, uh, a yeah. yeah. uh, that's the guy who made Apollo 13. Also made Willow. That's the guy who directed those Mad Mardigan sword fights. Like he's Ooh. capable of awesomeness. You're so right about that. Holy shit. Yeah. Matt Mardigan, that's Ron Howard at the helm. Uh, uh, Val Kilmer, some people, I don't know, I go back and forth between Real Genius, Top Gun, or Mad Mardigan <laughs> in Willow. I'm a, I'm a closet Willow fan. But uh, uh, we have Willow reference fanboys. We Remember where uh, Jay finds Willow's spellbook in, in the throne room at the end uh, 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 in the uh, trophy room at skywalker ranch yeah and nobody cares and everyone's like get your <laughs> get it together <laughs> he does his willow impersonation uh but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. so yeah guy <laughs> yeah, yeah it was great man i want to see the director's cut of that shit all the outtakes oh, dude, i want the extended just i did uh, every impression i know for that movie <laughs> like i just fucking slipped it up everything <laughs> uh yeah i yeah I remember that night I showed up, uh, uh, you guys were playing Mario Kart in your Whoa. garage, in your beautiful garage. We never got to see that. It's was a carriage house. You give, you, you give a whole tour of your carriage house Thank and you. uh, your expanded universe collection, your classic collection. You had to divide it up. There was like a Dude, whole Dude, do you tour. have that at home? It, I mean, he's I based. I have that. Oh, that never okay. made it in any cut that I saw, but I remember watching it. No, no, no. I mean, do you have. And I'm like, this is gonna be so great. I mean, do you but, have a um? I mean, do you have a a Star Wars mini Star Wars museum at home? Like, oh, no, you know, I I do have some old. I have my old, you know, uh, Star Wars lunchbox from grade school, which is actually in Fanboys. That was one of the things I did was bring a bunch of my Star Wars toys to the set of Fanboys, and I went up to our prop guy, Joe Arnold. Yeah. And, and I ask him, I'm like, hey, this is kind of weird. I uh, feel dorky asking you this, but would you sneak some of my Star Wars stuff like into the, in into the movie, like set dressing? And he looks at me, he's like, dude, I've been doing that for weeks. I had my mom send all my old Star Wars toys like a month ago, and I've been hiding them all over this movie. And so he <laughs> stuck mine, uh, he stuck mine into the movie too. And you can see, uh, oh, I love actually, that. when you're humping. Uh, <laughs> Marquette's leg, yeah. my lunchbox is visible right in the background. So next time away. you watch Fanboys, kids, that's where you spot my lunchbox. And my landspeeder wow. is during the tender moment when Fogler is humping Chris Marquette's yeah. uh, feet. Well, I, Hutch. Hutch has the foot Hutch. fetish. <laughs> Hutch has <laughs> issues. Yeah. Uh, uh, intimacy issues, but it's one of the things that I love about He loves that. humping. <laughs> I got to find the uh, – that's the other thing we need to do when the uh, – uh, we do the special edition of Fanboys. Is we need to CGI the van and fix the van in like the later reshot scenes when all the paint had washed off oh, and it was just like van. a black and white 
van. Yeah. Uh, you can see. Uh, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, we, you were talking about it on the commentary track, I think, like how your hair changes because oh, it was like a year and a half. Up and down the hair goes. It's hysterical. Yeah. Jazz, but uh, uh, it's uh, Adventures in, in Cinema. Yeah. Uh, but I've had a whole... Jordan uh, Gelber uh, was the original Harry Knowles, right? Yeah. Oh, no, dude, there were three other... That's another... Uh, 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 reason that I can't do charity screenings of fanboys anymore is uh, because he's a character in it and who the producers are. Like, I used to do these awesome charity screenings of fanboys right. here uh, in Austin where we would raise money for lymphoma, non uh, 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 lymphoma research, which right. is what my mother died of. And my mother dying of cancer was one of the things that inspired the plot of fanboys. And so uh, that was what was so cool. We would do like screenings with the 501st here in Austin like every year. Right. Uh, 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 where they would come out and people would take pictures and we would raise money for uh, lymphoma research. And we were going to do that again this year and then just like a series of everybody uh, uh, involved <laughs> in, fa in producing fanboys being disgraced and revealed as the awful people that they are. And I'm like, I, even though we would be doing it for charity, we can't screen this movie uh, 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 anymore at this time is just being in bad taste, which bums me out because it was such a sweet movie and we had put like the whole, yeah. we were like putting it to, to I think it'll, maybe we'll come back around and someday if we get the rights to Fanboys back, we can like clear its name and restore it to its uh, uh, put a different uh, uh, put a different but, title header on it or something. <laughs> something. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, 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 it's like bittersweet. Um, uh, 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 but amazing, dude! I'm such amazing people, and uh, uh, that was like right when I, uh, I still can't believe Seth Green plays like three different people in that movie. He just Seth came Rogen, down, Seth Rogen, out and hang out with <laughs> hang out with Jay. Uh, uh, it was yeah. uh, it was a magical time, and it's crazy how that you know that's like a little footnote in everyone's uh, careers. You know, Kristen too. Everybody who happened to you know uh, uh, end up in the movie at that. A moment in their career and then it ended up uh like i often think about kyle and jamie i was talking when they came to austin recently i was talking with them about this like their whole marriage and their kids yeah. are a result of fanboys started there it's crazy yeah. i know uh, i feel weird about that because i had that scene with her <laughs> where you can see you didn't quite cover up her tattoos scene uh, oh man uh, they should have just uh left those alone that's another mistake i always see when i, I love that movie. i love that 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 like <laughs> that sound I make when I when when she takes the shirt off and I'm just all warm <laughs> and uh, that sounds that's like that's like such favorite. a that's such a Star that's, Wars that's, thing you know like a weird favorite hutch those are my favorite hutch lines in the movie some of them oh. is in that scene when you're when you're like pulling at your suspenders and you're like talking uh, about my yeah, flex you know, capacitor got flex capacitor uh, 1.21 gigawatts <laughs> I don't think cheap uh, <laughs> yeah. But I got the ducats. <laughs> Love this. <laughs> yeah, so good. Just talking, uh, talking yeah. shit. There's magic. There's magic there. There's <sighs> still magic moments uh, hidden all over fanboys if you uh, look for them. I'm an extra, you know. I'm in the scene with yes. Shatner. Uh, you, I want, you were on uh, the other yeah, team. Scene together. Yeah, yeah. You were, uh, you were uh, right, right. I, but I was a Trek extra yes. uh, chasing you guys. Uh, through the casino that we were shooting in. So uh, technically that was the, those are like the two days. And you had a rough day. You had a couple rough days there near the end of the shoot. Yeah, you were not feeling well. Oh, I, I was convinced that I had bird flu because some <laughs> asshole 
bought a chicken. We were, and he like said, here, look at my chicken. Isn't he cool? I was like, get that fucking thing away from me. And they cut to me. Cause I'm a city boy, man. And they cut to me that night in the hotel, just ralphing my brain. I know. I was like, oh my God. I had lost 10 pounds that overnight. And then the next day was just me in the square with all the Trek guys. And I'm just like, they would yell cut. They'd give me a, a guzzle Gatorade just to get some nutrients. I'd give someone fuck the Gatorade and just be like, I hope I hold this down. And then like three guys dressed in Star Trek gear would come and pummel me to the ground. Oh, what a day. But you still showed up, and you had to do. Those are the days you had to do fighting. Those are the days we were uh, saying, fighting man. in the town square. Yes, with all uh, the tricks. in front of the con statue. So, uh, like the most physically demanding day, and I had to fight you. That's the thing. That's the action scene that you and I have together. Is you actually kicked me. I'm a professional. You kicked me in the ass. I forgot about this. <laughs> I kicked you, you in actually, the ass. Uh, 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 you, you boot one of the Trek guys in the ass and say, and you say this line when you kick me in the ass. Beat this bitch. I was like, eat this bitch. That's how you bought my cameo. I'm the guy that <laughs> beam this bitch. Wow, wow. Uh, uh, so that's our that's our big moment in the cinematic history, uh, you and I. But I also, I'm that's chasing hysterical. the van when you guys pull away and uh, Sam Huntington is mooning. I don't know if that was... Holy shit. Actually, uh, but, um, Good uh, yeah, that was, you were having a rough day and I was the one who had, I kept having to tackle you. And I didn't know you that well. And I <laughs> that felt was you, awful. you and bastard. Like, and they're like, we got to do it again. I'm like, all right, let's tackle the sick guy. <laughs> one to the ground one more time. That is hilarious. Yeah. I'm fun. glad it was you, man. I'm glad it was yeah, you. Yeah, I was not. I was like, oh, great. This is... <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. This is, inf- this is affecting my relationship with the actors. I'm just a writer. <laughs> nah. What? Three to get extra. Brought us closer foolish. together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you a question but, about... um. Uh, so you brought up Heard It on the X earlier. Yes. It, like, what are we doing with that, man? Dude, we're gonna, that's the thing. Look at us. We're, we're, uh, we're just uh, getting we're started. We were ahead of our time. But now, um, uh, that was, it was crazy. You were shooting Fantastic Beasts, I think, the same time we were shooting Ready Player One at Leaves and Studios. Oh, crazy. Uh, in, were you guys um, there? Uh, Right around the same, they were shooting Justice League over there too. But there were sets for your movie that were being built. I think I'm in but, awe uh, of that. Like, were you in awe walking around just being like, okay, my the movie you're working on alone? We haven't even we have we got to talk about that right fucking now. <laughs> Ready Player One, because well, I need to ask you about Ready Player One. And like, we're sick of fanboys. Stop talking about your weird Star Wars movie. No, but well, that's where it all that's where it all began though. And it, it, it's it, true. It, it, fanboys, you know, has earned that kind of homage to like the beginning of all that. It was the seeds of all this, I'm telling you. And it's and true. so tell me right now. You're fucking sitting there with Spielberg and he's directing the, the your brainchild. I mean, is that is that another is that another moment in your life where you're just like Oh my God! I manifested this. Holy shit! I'm, I'm like, were you? Was it at a body? I never even, you know, that was the thing. I never even had the the gall to daydream at that level. Like, I never thought, oh, someday, you know, wouldn't it be great? Like, like never gonna happen. There's no way. That's why when they told me that he was he was interested in possibly directing the movie, uh, uh, that began the two longest weeks of my life because I was like, oh well, there's no way. It's never gonna happen. Uh, there's no way he's gonna decide wow. to do it. Uh, and shit. now I'm going to have to spend the whole rest of my life imagining what it would have been like if Steven Spielberg had directed Ready Player One. I was all set to be just sad about it for the rest of my uh, life because it's the most impossible 
a so possible no, that's thing. A, that's yeah. another moment. There you are. You're at the cusp of it, and just like with your novel, you were like, ah, there's no way it could be a movie. And there he is. You're the guy who should be making it. You're just like, ah, there's no way. Yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. But you, yeah, that's the thing. You just, uh, uh, I, I think that's the only way to be. You make your art and do your best and put it out into the world and, and hope for the best. But that's, dude, if anything, I'm a testament to what happens when you celebrate the things that you love unabashedly, like I love Star Wars so much, I'm gonna write a whole movie about being crazy in love with Star Wars, you know. But uh, here's the uh, but here's fact, basically I love the '80s and pop culture and video games uh, 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 so much. I'm gonna write a book that celebrates all of that, you know, uh, wrapped up in a Steven Spielberg style adventure story that then Steven Spielberg ends up. You know, directing that was. You, do you right, feel like you know. you're in a simulation, man? Do you feel like you're in like? Dude, a... I want, dude, see, once again, just you asking me that once again is another clue that I'm probably in a simulation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Now's it's like the, the black cat walking by twice in the Matrix. There's a blue pill like, and uh, there's a red uh, pill. But no, that I do. Uh, I'm sure you've had those moments too, where you're like, "There's no way this is really my life. Like everything's being constructed so that you know." You know, uh, there is that there's a conspiracy awesome out there that there's a conspiracy out there that all of this, you know, that our dimension, our third dimension, everything inside of it, time, space, everything exists inside of it. And, and, and the fourth dimension, fifth dimension, much like your movie where you stand outside of it and look at it. It's its own thing. It's its own algorithm, its own song, its own video game, just like the Oasis and the fucking. So yeah. this is very matrixy, you know. I love this concept because I think that it's it, it's stuff like this that taps into the collective unconscious and is trying to get us to wake the fuck up and realize that not only can you manifest things like this as a video game, but you can look outside of this thing that we're all living in. <laughs> what yes. No. Uh, it, well, well on, on the like, like if you if let's reality. if you go to the astral plane, you can. <laughs> oh, I call it like the reality distortion field that some people have around them. Okay, where there's just amazing epic stuff happening at all times. Like Steven Spielberg is one of those uh, uh, people where he just distorts uh, reality just through the sheer force of his his uh, creativity. Um, uh, and he made me feel like I was one of those, those people. Like and when a peer, you're like, treating uh, you like, like a you peer. said, sitting on that, you, did you see that? Uh, did you ever see the trailers, the stacks that they made those sets? Were they still up when you were at Leavesden? Those are yours. Yes. Oh, I always thought those were th for the flash or something. So those were your trailers stacked up. That's oh, of course. So yes, that, there were three or four. I, well, there was a couple of things. There was a thing that was uh, dystopian twenty forty four containers, and those were uh, you would have noticed the stacks because they were uh, they were like the cover of of my book, and you could see it in the trailer. Yeah. There were a bunch yeah. of crazy sets. One of them was stacked storage containers, but I think that was for the Justice League, or maybe it was for the yeah. Flash. I don't know if they built. But see, that's crazy. That's what I was going to say before. So you have your movie, which is insane. Your Spielberg directed yes. movie. That would you'd think that would earn its own lot, but then next to it is fucking Fantastic Beasts, and next to that is Justice League, and <laughs> next know. to that is it Star Wars, and next to that is Men in Black. Like I, I was like, all those movies are being filmed here in one place. I'm going out of my mind <laughs> simultaneously, and you're and a part of it. It's like a giant. Uh, uh, factory of movie making over there yeah uh, uh it's a wonder uh to behold and it's just crazy to be riding to work and you know you're passing like vans for like gotham news 
uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Metropolis uh, police cars and things like lying alongside the road because they're, you know, the DC universe is happening oh. all around you. It was. Uh, We're living the dream. Uh, We're living it. Yeah. Man. I know. It was a, a crazy, crazy, uh, crazy experience. Um, and. Uh, ah, they're, they're going to keep coming, pal. Get ready. <laughs> dude, no, dude, it's all downhill. I, that's no. What I tell people, and I imagine I'm prepared for it to. You know, you saw uh, the movie. Had have you seen the movie Ready Player One? I have, I have. And tell me, it's epic. No, tell uh, me. T- don't know, give me any spoilers I, or spoil the fuck out of it. However, you feel like uh, doing. I will spoil it by saying it's you know it's much more like the book than I ever imagined possible. Oh. You know, uh, to tell that story, wow. uh, and that convey that whole world and yes. everything in just like a couple of hours, uh, and have it all still still be a fun exciting action adventure movie it's amazing like i don't know that anybody else could have done it that's what that's the crazy thing about ready player one i don't think it could have been a movie um uh that was faithful to the book if it had found its way to any other any other guy i always used to use the example of who framed roger rabbit like about the rights when people would ask about a movie i would be like well if they could pull off something like who framed roger rabbit where they get all these different companies to agree and that was steven who made that happen he wrote letters to all the different companies and said hey we're making an homage to the history of animation and we you know want to celebrate your ip in it too and they all said yes and that was what happened uh with ready player one that's why there's just all this amazing epic stuff that's why like there's a gundam and uh, spike spiegel's uh swordfish 2 from cowboy bebop oh is on the poster God. for my movie I it's know. nuts and I'm the iron giant which makes me really happy like you're the first this is this is this is historical because you're the first person that said let's all let's mash all this together and then now it's coming true I mean, that's what's nuts, dude. It's, I mean, it's kind of happened in Lego movies, but it's never uh, happened live action. So was it Uh, mostly motion capture, like in the in the Oasis world? Dude, it was nuts. Well, he was shooting it like Avatar. It was like being rendered on the fly in a giant motion capture stage in like a volume, capture volume, where you could, uh, where he could move his camera wherever he wanted, right? Because the camera. When they're capturing it, they're capturing it in virtual reality from every angle. You know the position of everybody's bodies. So explain and everybody's explain the oasis. Uh, explain the oasis for everybody who isn't familiar with it. So it's this world uh, within a world reality. within a world. Yeah. You go to this. It's it's but it's twenty forty four like perfected. You're living it, feeling it. You feel like you're there, and you can be yes. anybody, right? So so from your from your mouth, describe it. Well, it's like a. a uh, the Oasis has kind of replaced the internet. So instead of like logging onto your computer and browsing websites, you put on VR goggles and gloves, and then you're inside the Oasis, which but a whole outfit. You feel sensory. Yeah, yeah. The whole you body. You put on a whole outfit and get on an omnidirectional treadmill, so you can run in any direction and never reach the edge of the treadmill. Uh, and so that makes you feel like you're running in virtual reality. Um, uh, so it, uh, you have all these different contraptions that kind of trick your senses into seeing, you know, this, hearing, you know, this is going to inform the technology and then this is going to happen. This is going to be like something that's like comes before 24, well before 24, we're going to have yeah. this. Well, dude, we already have it now. That's what's crazy. Partly because of ready player one, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying. the timing of the technology has caught up with it. But a lot of, you know, different companies like Oculus and people at HTC Vive told me that they give copies of Ready Player One to all their new employees uh, uh, to help get them inspired about working on virtual reality. So it's weird how just Whoa. the timing of it, it ends up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. But there are <laughs> haptic gloves and haptic suits 
and five, six, seven different, you know, models of uh, uh, virtual reality goggles and augmented reality goggles coming out uh, uh, every year. It's just now happening, right? As Ready Player One, this whole movie that explores the potential of virtual reality is coming about, which is nuts, dude, because that's going to change how fast people adopt virtual reality oh, because yeah. people see a movie about it. Uh, the power That's the power of movies. Did you know that when Top Gun came out, it changed the whole Navy and the way their recruiting process worked? They had more people signing Whoa. up to be Navy pilots Whoa. than they'd ever had in all history because of this movie. Of course. That everybody's, you know, made everybody want to be a maverick and be a fighter pilot. Uh, and that, like, that, like, movies all the have DeLoreans that, giant... that were sold because of Back to the Future? Yes. Uh, and uh, I think the fact that people can go out and actually – I remember seeing it at Target the other day, like in the electronics section, there's a shelf now marked virtual reality right above one that's marked drones. And I'm like, oh, you know, it is 2018 in some ways. <laughs> we have drones and virtual reality for sale uh, uh, at Target. But um, uh, you do. Uh, it's crazy, dude. I, I've started to play uh, all kinds of virtual reality games that everybody is sharing with me, obviously. But there's a <laughs> uh, there's a couple Star Wars games where you can fly an X-Wing on the PlayStation 4. Ooh. Uh, and you're sitting in the cockpit, and you can like activate. Have your you seen? Okay, so this and... is a good. Did you see the um the last movie, The Last Jedi uh, at 4DX? Have you seen that? I have not. Have you seen uh, your? You have you seen your movie 4DX? No, but I I want to. Okay, so uh, I I want to. I think I kind of talked to you about this, but I I I, yes. I would love to do meet with you out in LA if it works in the schedule if it works into my schedule but, but go to their labs or, or even if you're like around we can go to a I'll come to you I don't know we'll, we'll figure out yeah, we'll figure it out 4DX we go to see it in a 4DX movie you have to experience it man and and I bet it would be so incredibly surreal for you to experience your own movie in 4DX because like I like just to give you an idea the child like I, I the the G forces you feel the G forces of what it might be like to be next to Chewie in the fucking Falcon. Like, think about that. I know. I've experienced it before, dude. I've well, you uh, have. Okay. different iterations of that. But maybe not this new, latest version of it, but I've experienced it's other so versions good. of it. I mean, I'm naming the fucking podcast. About, uh, you know, it's the day of folklore. Know, it's beautiful. You know. Uh, uh, what I'm interested in is how they, like, that's somebody's job, is to design these motions and sync them up with the movie and the time track. That's got to be it. I've I have yet to see like a behind the scenes of how you got to see how it. so I I want to set remember... up a thing a live thing maybe with the live audience we'll talk to you again after in front of people and we'll really when the maybe when the movie opens around then um, I would love to do that with you and share that with that experience with that'll you. be fun we'll be in the shaky chairs together uh, <laughs> yes with you we should start our drink sloshing around while we're uh, <laughs> fighting in the oasis yeah um, you need a now. cap you need a cap for your drink and you. Need... <laughs> You can't yeah, leave your popcorn alone, man. You can't. Uh, you can't just put your popcorn on another seat. That fucking thing will be everywhere. Yeah. And then if you go to the bathroom when you go to nick a pee, you got to fucking jump back onto that Bronco when you return. You know, you got to. It doesn't shut down. It doesn't detect your absence. You got to leap off of it, like. Oh yeah. No, it's going. Yeah, it's no, going. The okay. mechanism is riding. <laughs> it's a, it should be like an emergency cutoff switch. I'm just gonna recommend. Right. I never, I never has... heard of that. I never. That this now. Oh yeah. Well, they'll figure that yeah. out. Uh, there probably is one. Fogler. I'm guessing there's an off switch. You just there's a button where you. St- I can't <laughs> handle it. It's too much. You I just threw up into one, my so popcorn. The guy who jumps off. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, so okay, but, uh, so uh, I don't know how much time you have, but I, I, I we kind of kind of 
wrap this up, but I could talk to you for basically. Oh no no no! Forever. I'm good. Let's we're done. Um, uh, I've said everything I have. Well, to say. well, I haven't. So slow down, Mister. <laughs> I got a few more questions here. Um, so, okay, we have to do her heard it on the X, or or we have to get the ball rolling. I think that's such a great kind of Tarantino, it's hysterical kind of wild yeah. movie that's about um, Wolfman Jack. If people don't know it, um, uh, he the Wolfman, the Wolfman Jack. He was this guy. Uh, it's this, this uh, uh, script that I wrote back uh, right. right around the time I got the idea when I was researching fanboys and I was researching George Lucas's life. Right. Uh, and I found out that he grew up listening to Wolfman Jack in Modesto. Uh, he could hear him broadcasting all the way from Mexico up in like Northern California uh, where he was growing up and that he was like this this legendary figure to teenagers like George Lucas and the Beach Boys and everybody who grew up in that area at that time grew up listening to this guy. Uh, but yeah, it's an amazing, it's like Rio Bravo meets American Graffiti, this uh, uh, movie. And you, uh, now that you're, you know, uh, uh, a hot property making these big uh, Warner Brothers movies, and me too. I think we have enough juice. Ooh, that is a good idea. Uh, that uh, is for a Hollywood good notion. To make our passion project, our our Wild West rock and roll Western. Holy shit! Uh, Wolfman Jack movie, maybe. But just I the hope. soundtrack would be incredible. I know, dude. I've 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 made a whole soundtrack for it when I was writing it, and with remember we handed it out when we shopped the script around town. But once again, we're ahead of our time. They didn't know. They didn't. They know it. we're gonna blow up and just become this nonstop entertainment force. <laughs> <laughs> that we are now uh, so yeah i predict we get to make our our wild west wolfman jack rock and roll radio disc jockey i'm so excited uh, for you man i'm so fucking excited yeah. for you um i i um just congratulations on everything and, and i i just have uh one thing that i do for all my um incredibly artistic and wonderful guests i do you know what your name means like i i i researched a little bit of it Oh shit! Uh, well, you know, I know Ernest. Uh, of course, is, is actual the word uh, Ernest. Word, and uh, I used to get accused of being Ernest. Really? Uh, earnestness. Uh, That's but, amazing. Uh, uh, but the uh, yeah, so I know what Ernest means. My well, uh, I love it. Middle name is a family. My middle name is a family name. Christy right. was Christy. My, my grandfather's mother's maiden name. Yes. And I'm Klein. Uh, I'm not sure, other than you know, incline, decline. Right. Recline. Well, like Ina Klein and Knocked music, like a like like that's that's the that's the reference that I got. Klein. Okay. Klein. Um, Klein. Um, <laughs> incline. Right. So so the 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 name that I got, the little haiku that I put together, which was, you know, be, because I got into this because because of Spielberg, because I was just like he has become. What he is, his spiel is fun and play, and uh, Berg is a mountain. So he's like a fun of, he's like a mountain of of joy and fun and, and play, right? He, <laughs> yeah, he became I like that. So, like my name is crazy. My name is, you know, not all these work, but I think it's, I just think it's so interesting. So my name is Daniel Daniel uh, Fogler, right? So I have to I have to think for a second. So Daniel is uh, means uh, God is my judge, which I'm just like fuck. And then oh, and then, yeah, and then Fogler means bird catcher. So you know, make, you know, <laughs> yeah. take everything with a grain of salt. 
So uh, <laughs> your name is Ernest, obviously, um, yeah. but it also means serious and determined. And I love that you were Ernest <laughs> growing up. Yes. I love that. And then uh, see, you became what you you are. And then so Chris after all the after all the Muppet Sesame Street jokes. Oh, like I grew up with. Like if it wasn't like Ernest, hey Ernie, where's Bert? Oh, it was Ernie. like, hey, uh, Ernest, uh, Ernest goes to camp. Ernest saves Christmas. Oh my god! And then also, hey, Ernest Keebler lives in a hollow. I didn't know about like Hemingway and Borgnine, like oh. cool Ernies. There were cool Ernies, but all I knew you should have just like, started like, researching those guys. I, yeah, putting uh, a gap in your yeah, tooth. Live and, live and learn. <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, so fucking. The rest of, what were you gonna say? Oh, was did you uh, does the rest of my yes. last name mean anything? Okay, yes, Fine. no, I, I got the whole thing here. So serious. So Ernest also means serious and determined. Christy, you know, means anointed one, right? Oh, I didn't. Well, yeah, Christ, I, I get that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Klein, you kind of onto it, like incline, I guess. But it means you know, Ina Klein and music is Kleina is a little, so it means little, you know. And then if you look into it, Kleins were of of little stature. So I don't know like I'm a I'm a you know, I'm five seven. I don't know how tall you are. Uh but yeah, you're taller I'm like five eight, five nine. I'm yeah, not that tall. You're not that tall. So I you know, I don't know, maybe maybe your ancestors uh were, you know, like short short, short. people. Yeah. Short it's and... possible. I don't think that I'm I'm actually adopted uh, uh so I don't think I'm actually got climbed by Whoa. my birth. Then what I'm the just fuck are by you? by name. But that's all right. Mine uh, by name. Yeah, have you ever done that? Uh, like the twenty-three U and me, like the uh, DNA tests on your your family background that finds I out like what your I have your history is. Oh, it's awesome. Did you, you find out it. you were adopted through that? Oh no, I already knew I was. Adopted. Oh okay, okay. So uh, what did you find uh, out about but, yourself? You sent them some spit, and then what happened? You find out everything. You find out like what percent African you are, and like what percent what percent African you know, of Genghis? I'm like point oh three. It's all white. It's just all European. But everybody's a little bit African, supposedly, yes. because yeah, that's everybody what... Is. Uh, uh, everybody's a little bit related to Genghis Khan. It's crazy. Uh, but you... Because uh, he went uh, out fucking mito- everybody? Yeah. Through mitochondrial DNA, they can track a lot of wow. things about you. Uh, and just uh, find out, uh, you know, uh, medical things that you might be predisposed right. to. Just for, you know, uh, it's worth doing. I don't mean to do a, stop and do a commercial for it here at the end of your podcast, but... Cut to uh, a cut cool. to a lab filled with little use. Yeah! <laughs> right. More Ready Player Ones, right? More. Uh, yeah, just get clones of me to do it. That would be nice. <laughs> and they just start spitting out these like incre- like very similar. The guy has the same style. Yeah, the, yeah like monkeys at typewriters, just have them cranking <laughs> out secrets. No, these are clones of you because you sent them your spit, pal. Just think about it. Yeah, that, that was oh, you're right. I've just given away free free clones. Uh, Wait a minute. I think that's our being John Malkovich movie that we're writing right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay, so now, so your whole name is serious, determined, anointed one of little Sadger, which I fucking love. Hey, that, that's that's pretty good. I serious, love it. Determined, anointed one of little Sadger. I love it. And, um, oh my God, I, you know, you're like a brother and, uh, I'm so happy to have had you on the show and, and, uh, you know, I, I just owe a lot to you. And, and I think that, um, I just, I'm just so excited. So just congrats. I can't wait to see Ready Player One. I can't wait to enjoy it in the 4D experience with you. And thank you. You, my Brooklyn Gladiator, my comic book is coming out oh, in April and you wrote this amazing fucking, you know, uh, quote for it. 
is an amazing comic. I love that. Uh, like you and I have the same wheelhouse, a lot of the same influences. Uh, oh, I yeah. can tell from American oh, Body yeah. Anchor. So, uh, so, it's so much man. fun. That needs to be a movie. That needs to be a ten-part Netflix miniseries. Well, maybe you know, maybe you can. You know, we'll talk, man. I, I, right. uh, I. Yeah. We're gonna. Yeah, we got to make some more movies together. I'm and we're down. gonna have you back on the show because you're. I think that you're born to do this, brother. I think you're born. Well, maybe I run my mouth for a while. No, I think that you should be. I think you should be doing this, man. Oh, thank you, dude. I appreciate yeah. it. I've got too many. I got too many books to write. I got writing to do. But well, if you fun. ever get inspired, you know, and you, if you, you know, you get introspective and you need to like talk shit out, this is a great way to do it. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Well, I'm available whenever you want to have me back on. I'd love to be back. Much love, brother. I will. Uh, I'm gonna hold you to that, and and uh, I can't wait to see your movie, dude. I can't wait for you to see it. We'll we'll see it together soon. Yeah. All right. <laughs> right on. Take care, brother. You're the best. Later. Bye. That was awesome. So he's gone. Is well, he gone? I'm gone. No, I'm right he's, here. I'm he's right there. Should I take off? Should well, I say goodbye? Yeah, man. Because I'm gonna say how much you're how wonderful you are. <laughs> I love, we had fun. Now I, I had a, 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 I had fun chat with you guys. Is you want to stick it, around a little longer? No, no, no. Do you, you edit that? Do you edit that down, or you just air that uncut, or what? You, well, this was great. I mean, this was. There's not a lot of you know space. That's why I'm saying you're fucking great at this. Like I'm serious from the heart. That's what you really right want. You know, you want to keep right. the ball up in the air, and you did. You could probably right. air this as is. You'll you'll see. There won't be a lot of edits in it. Well, shoot me, uh, shoot me links and stuff when you guys post it, and I will uh, blast it out on social media and all of that. Beautiful, you're the man. Right on. All right, thank you guys. Thank you, brother. All right, later, dude. Awesome. All right. Wow. Is he is he gone? Now he's gone. Oh, thank God. What an asshole! He just kept talking. You, and can, talking. Well, let me tell you something. Amazing. This guy is so. I'm so proud of him because, like I said, you know, he started out with the, the fanboys. He wrote, he started this ship in motion. Right. And they basically, they just, you know, etch a sketched it. They just like, all right, that's a great idea. This guy's going to write it. So now he gets his fucking comeuppance. Here's my novel. And now fucking Spielberg's doing the movie. And I was right to begin with, assholes. Isn't like, that great, though? Holy that's, shit. That's the best piece Bless of coming you, up. Bless you, Ernie. Bless you. Because you know what? That just means he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Exactly. You got totally. it. You get it. Totally. The get universe it. is just like, ugh, just like, and, and conspiring in his favor. People, and for all of those people in that mix that were like giving him a hard time, it's like, you know, they're a fucking eating crow like a mother scratcher. Right <laughs> yeah, mother scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. You know what? That? My MMA guy, I love him. He teaches me. Uh, that's how I exercise because otherwise I wouldn't. Uh, he um, he says stuff like, uh, he's like this guy that beats the shit out of people. You know, he's a professional MMA guy. And he's just all, man, where you been, mother flower? Like he says stuff like that. Because he doesn't want to curse. He doesn't want to curse. But there he is like, go to sleep. People. Turning people into fucking pretzels, you know. Bashing people in the heads. It's a big arm. Don't be afraid. Oh, Just go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was that? That was from the Rampage. Yeah. A lot of great trailers. Yeah. Like Rampage, I played that video game. and what I, But The Rock is on a roll, man. He's having that a That guy is great... becoming a better actor from every movie I see Every him movie that he's Stealing doing. scenes and shit. And then he's got a TV show, too, on, on HBO. 
Oh, I haven't seen that. Ballers? Ballers. I How watched part of the first season, <coughs> and it was kind of like, look at him getting all dramatic and stuff. We have to do, let me tell you something. We have to do, what, were there any trailers that we saw today that you were excited the about? The Lara Croft trailer, I love. That was beautiful, man. I watched that, and I was like, okay, that in 4D is going to be hot. That fun as hell. That's going to be hot. Um, and so it didn't even, you know what was so funny? As I was watching it, I kept thinking, is, is, when he said Lara, Lara, I was like, is it? What's her name? That's uh, Angelina Jolie did the movie, right? right? Tomb Raider, way back when? Way back when. And they just, way back when, yeah. It feels like it, didn't it? I mean, they like literally ago. just obliterated her whole energy from <laughs> that franchise Well, it's moment. a different... They're making... Good for them, you know, though. The energy and the way they can do action now and the technology is just bigger. It's wow. bigger. And, they, you know, they can make her look like an action star without a lot of wires anymore. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like that's... That's just the way it is. Like, like I, I look at movies like, uh, like, like you see that movie now, which I'm excited about, the the Venom movie. Yeah. Right. But when they tr- if they tried to take that movie, did, right. So now you look at the Venom that they tried to make with the first incarnation of Spider Man. Right. My buddy tore it for Grace. <laughs> I love that character Venom. I love the whole Todd McFarlane of it all and mm-hmm. this amazing Spider Man. And I saw the invention of that character, and then I saw you know they they. They did not hit the mark when they did that, uh, unfortunately. And I look at the Tom Hardy one. They didn't even show in the trailer. They didn't, they just showed him going nuts. And I already I already know they nailed it. Right? Right. You know what? Speaking of the trailers, did you notice this throughout the thing? That, the, like, especially during the Jurassic World one. That was the one. Wow, that's another one. It Literally, the trailer gave me the entire movie. Well, you know what it is. There's going to be dinosaurs running I after them. I know that. Well, there's a volcano this time. Yes. It's like, guess what? You got all the dinosaurs from all the other movies plus the fucking, fucking islands exploding. But even to the point It doesn't look where like Chris makes it out of that trailer. I, I don't know, right? Chris is like, look, I got five of the franchises. My abs are killing me. <laughs> I, can't, I have to have a carb. <laughs> yes. One day I would I like to have, have a cookies. carb. <laughs> He's like trying to like go. He's like... Going into like Michelob Ultra commercials, he's trying to like get a sip of beer in. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. So that's again, that's the pressure of it's trying like, to man, look that hot. My face is stuck like this. <laughs> I used to do a lot of bits with these lips, <laughs> these eyes. Now they're just stuck like this. I know, but what an awful thing to have look, happen. Chris. Yet you get hot, what? you get really, really hot, and then you just keep working all the time. Like, ugh, what now drag. he can never eat again. Yeah, well, he's like, fuck. I guess I'll eat when I'm. 40, 50? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know when I'm going to eat again. Oh, I want a car. I mean, at that point, you just change it. It's like, donuts are, uh, my donuts are extra takes at this point. <laughs> mm, that was a good extra take. Cover your sprinkles. That's, you got to go nuts, I guess. I was like, <laughs> like, I just anytime I like see something and I I want to uh, audition for something and I just all I just pray is like they just say the character is fat and I was like oh thank God <laughs> oh yeah, I don't have to do anything welcome to my in. world <laughs> <laughs> they're just like by the way he's fat I'm like, I know I know I know we're ready I know the fucking routine. I'm okay with it. Just make sure the check. Oh, clear. they said big bone this time. Thank you. <laughs> big Give bone. me nothing. Big um, bone and corpulent. <laughs> right, he's like he's portly. He's portly. <laughs> and then you look that up. You're like, what? Oh, he's gigantic and obese. obese. He's obese. <laughs> because it's like I'm having like portly shallow. sounds like he's a fucking sailor. He's a pirate. He's portly. No, he's fucking flowing over. He's with <laughs> 
That's me, everyone. That's <laughs> how my characters are described. Let me tell you something. I, I, I don't. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna try and get. And if we don't like it, we'll cut it out later. No, no. I'm talking. <laughs> it's all gold. I'm talking about. I'm talking about my own health and just trying to get in shape. And uh, over the course of these five movies, the Fantastic Beast movies, I want to get. I want to get thinner and thinner and thinner. Uh huh. By and and the I end. because. You know, we're heading into war, and it's just fucking... Mm-hmm. So, it's like, it gets more and more intense, and basically there's less time to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just imagine that's how it was when he was in World War One, and then he got out of the war, and he was just like, life is short. <laughs> Give me some fucking croissants already. I want butter. <laughs> yeah. Let me just put butter all... I'm just going to have a whole mound of butter here just in case. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I like making sculptures. Uh, yeah, that's what I like. What I but I can eat them too. <laughs> wow. Um, this mustache, by the way, is edible. <laughs> uh, Black Panther, man. Oh. I don't awesome. know how long we've been talking. I feel like we've been it's, talking. It's been a, we're at one thirty. Oh well, that's oh, yeah. you know what we got to do. We'll cut it. We're gonna half. we're gonna do a whole Black Panther episode because that's how much I love the movie. We're gonna do a four D Black Panther episode when we get a chance to see it in four D. Yeah, yes. So we're all gonna get together. We're all gonna see this movie. But we loved it. Loved it. Holy shit! Did we love Black Panther? That was fucking awesome. I didn't even. I mean, I love four D, but I I felt I was feeling it mm-hmm. while without the seats moving in this movie. It was. Uh, the music was good. The acting was excellent. The action was great. Everything. I was Everything. in it. I, I, you know, it had me emotionally. Um, there really wasn't, you know, there's always that one thing or a couple. I forgave everything. There wasn't really any little, you know, plot things like, oh, come on. I mean, there, I guess there was like that one moment where his costume glitches out for a second so yeah. he can't pursue. But, but come on. I, I, I'm just like, Jesus, you look at the scope of the movie. And what it says, it's it's saying, I love it because it just says a whole lot more on beyond the level of what everybody's seeing. And I hope that people pick up on some of those those signals and cues because, you know, that's the only way people are going to understand them. And I, it's interesting that it happens in a superhero movie because lots of people are going to go see that movie. This well, week. they're looking. Oh, yeah. Lots and they're, they're looking for. Um, I mean, it, 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 there's a lot about the message that is talking about progressive evolution exactly talking about technology existing in the world that could basically um should that is being suppressed and that if it was released could probably feed and clothe and heal the world and and just instant peace but we're we're all on this vibe of uh of war so um and profit profit yeah so i mean it's it's at the heart, I think a lot of these Marvel stories are about that. Mm-hmm. There, it's um, which is interesting because it's fucking Disney, you know. It's, and there's it's, eight thousand of them. Like, like just every other week, there's a new one. Yeah. I'm like, but there, how is, do they keep there it is a conspiracy. We'll talk about this in the next one. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll save it for next week because the movie is so good. But there is a conspiratorial thing here. Mm-hmm. There is a um, the message of everyone uniting. Um, an outside force coming in to unite the world. There is an interesting uh, mm-hmm. uh, conspiratorial, like I'll just leave it at that, mm-hmm. a conspiratorial vibe that has been floating out there for a long time. I'm 
not anyway. Mm. I don't know how, what your thoughts are. I, 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 listen, baby, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, right. cool, great. We'll you get know, into it we on can the talk next about one. That too. We'll talk about that in the next one. All right, brother. Fabulous. All right, good one. Good episode. <laughs> 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 <laughs>